Happy Mother's Day, yes. Well, let's turn to 3 John. There's only one chapter, and we're going to start with one verse. 3 John and verse 4. John wrote this, I have no greater joy than to hear that my children walk in truth. I have no greater joy than to hear that my children walk in truth. Dear Father, I ask your blessing upon this time. Thank you for each person that's here, Lord, especially we thank you for each lady that's here. Thank you for making them special and unique. Lord, when you created this world, you created male and female. You said it wasn't good for man to be alone, and you created the beautiful creature woman. And Lord, may each lady feel honored and appreciated here today. And as we talk about family, we thank you for mothers. Thank you for the people you've placed in our life. And Lord, I pray that each mom would feel honored and appreciated today. I pray those that are listening online would send a note home that they would provide that extra hug and care that they would minister to their moms, to uh, those people in their life that they can honor today. And we ask this in Jesus' name, amen. A few years ago, I had a theme, and it was called Leaving a Legacy. That was our annual theme. And I asked a question, what are you leaving behind? What are you leaving behind? We had a symbol of an acorn. You think of an acorn, the beautiful acorn becomes the mighty oak tree, the potential, the expectancy that comes from that tree, the hope, the anticipation, the opportunity of children coming into the world and all that they can be because they were created in the image of God. That every child is unique and God made them in his image. They're special. And they have incredible potential. That's why we pray for our children. That's why we nurture them, we guide them. Occasionally, we've got to correct them. We offer encouragement, patience, and love so we can help them to fulfill God's plans and purposes for their lives. That's what we do as moms and dads. If you ever get an email from Lars, who uh, oversees things in the, the, the back and all of our praise team as well, he has an email that says this, what is your legacy going to be? It's always a great reminder for me. We look back to our heritage, to our past, where we came from, and we look ahead to our legacy where we're going. You know, I cannot change where I came from. I can't change any of my decisions that I've made in the past, and I cannot change things that people have done to me as well. There's nothing I can do about my past, but I can make changes to my future. I have this heritage behind me, and some of it's good, and some of it we just need to let go of and not get bitter. We just got to let go of that baggage of our past, but all of us can make a difference as we move ahead. We can determine where we are going. I can change my future. I can stop unhealthy patterns. I can break the chains of those negative cycles in life, and all of us can start building a beautiful legacy for ourselves, for our families, and for others. 
You see, life is not a sprint. So often we get up in the morning, we just feel like, man, I'm racing through the day. Life is not a sprint. We can go for year after year working hard and trying to produce and do all the things that, that uh, you know, society has told us to do, but life is not a sprint. And life is also not a marathon where we just pace ourselves in life. But life is a relay race. We've got to pass the baton to the next generation, to our children, to other people's children, to descendants. Remember, Barnabas helped Paul and Paul helped Timothy and Timothy helped faithful people and those faithful people helped others. Jesus ministered to his apostles, the apostles ministered to the disciples and that happened and continued through each generation to us today and we've gotta carry that banner and that torch into the next generation. Pastor Ryan is our pastor of development. He reminds us that we need to lead ourselves so we can lead others, so we can lead ministries, and so we can lead leaders. We've got to start with the end in mind. We've got to start where we are right now. Years ago, I asked the question, what is it that you want on your tombstone? And a guy named Jimmy hollered out, pepperoni, but... uh, What is it that you want on your tombstone? What do you want people to say at your eulogy one day? Or we could say it this way, what is it that you want the people that know you the best to say at your 80th birthday? You know, I wanna finish well. I'm 55, as I look ahead to uh, the next steps in my life, I think of what Apostle Paul said, that I might finish my course with joy. I wanna finish well, I wanna finish, and I wanna finish with the right kind of attitude. I wanna look ahead into what God has. And you know what? Every one of us are in different seasons of our life right now. Some of you are looking forward to getting married one day. Some of you uh, are single parents. Some of you uh, are young marrieds waiting to have children or you have young children. Or some of you are soccer moms and you're rushing the kids around all the different places and dad, you're involved in all these different activities. Or some of you have teenagers and uh, you're in that phase of life. Or maybe you're at the empty nest and you're kind of looking back at, think, man, how quickly those times go by. When Paul and I came here, this year it'll be uh, 29 years when we started Choice, and one of the first things we found out is we were expecting our oldest daughter. And two things happened within me when we had started the church and we realized we were gonna have our first child. The first was I said, as a church, we are going to focus on helping parents raise their children. We're gonna partner with them. We're not gonna take on that responsibility. It's not the church's job to train up our kids. It's the parents' job. But we do feel an important sense that we need to partner with parents because parents can't do it alone. Individuals can't do it alone. It's not something we do in isolation. We need each other. That's why we're the choice family. We gather together and we support each other in this role. It's not about dropping our kids off to uh, the Impact Kids Wing or to the Category 5 Wing to uh, Pastor Dean and Christia. It's about all of us doing our part, all of us supporting each other in whatever those roles are. That was the first thing. The second was simply this. Paul and I wanted to be the very best parents we could possibly be. We started reading books. We started getting counsel from people. And one of the best things that we did, we started reading the book of Proverbs and said, what does the book of Proverbs, the book of wisdom, the book of daily guidance in our life, how can that impact our own parenting? 
The book of Proverbs has changed my life more than any other book. So let me challenge you. In your roles as, as parents, read through the book of Proverbs, study the Bible, see what it has to say about parenting and live it out in your own daily life. A pastor friend of mine, his kids were uh, a number of years ahead of mine and as we were seeking guidance on how to train up our kids, he said this and it became really sort of a life goal for me. He said, my wife and I enjoyed every phase, every season of our kids. And I was like, that is a great idea. Now, and Paul and I would do that except one phase, the diaper phase, I really didn't enjoy. I have to tell you that. Wasn't that exciting uh, to me? Uh, Garrett, if you're watching, congratulations. He's changing diapers. I mean, he's doing a great job uh, already. He's a much better dad than, than I was because I was like, you know, honey, I, I've got to go do a project. Can you take, oh, there's a dirty diaper. I didn't realize it, you know. So that was sort of my uh, parenting. But anyway, uh, we enjoyed every phase of bringing up our kids. Well, I don't know if we like the empty nest. We're still working on that one, I guess, right? Trying how to deal with that one a little bit. But we have enjoyed being with our kids, raising them up. And this Mother's Day, let me say, we honor every mom here and we honor every lady. God designed you for a special purpose. You have abilities that no man has around here. God didn't design for us to have kids, you know, to birth kids because we couldn't handle it probably, right? And if we did, we couldn't uh, raise the baby the next 20 years. You know, we'd be pouting in bed and with, uh, you know, Connie, come serve me or whatever, right? We honor you ladies. We appreciate you. You are unique. You're special in this world that says there's no such thing as, as gender. God created male and female, and we honor you ladies. You play such a vital role. And let's give all the ladies uh, a hand here because you are special the way God made you. We appreciate that and hold on to that beauty. Someone said the hand that rocks the cradle rules the world. Your role is so vital. There's a proverb that says an ounce of mother is worth a pound of clergy. I think that's really beautiful. Proverbs 31 says her children rise up and call her blessed. Her husband also, and he praises her. Ladies, I pray that you feel blessed and honored today in your family, in this church, in the community that we live in. God bless you. We thank you for who you are. And this role, as we see in uh, Third John, is so vital for all of our lives. Let's keep our eyes on the finish line. Wherever you are, in your Christian walk, in your family life, in raising up your kids, if you, uh, God has blessed you in that area, keep your eyes on the finish line. John understood where he wanted his spiritual children to be. In 3 John verse three, notice what it says. He said, for I rejoice greatly when brethren came and testified of the truth that is in you, just as you walk in the truth. Now, it's interesting how, how many times the word truth is used in these th uh, few short verses here. The truth will set us free. That's our theme for the year. Truth is vital. But he says the truth that's in you, see, it's gotta be in our kids first before they can walk in the truth. We've gotta pour it in. We've gotta raise them up. We've gotta exemplify the right kind of life. 
Thank you for being here today. Now, let's get connected to church. Let's make sure we're getting involved in a small group. Let's get involved in ministry. Let's have the right kind of example for the kids around us. Let's not have a spirit of do what I say and not what I do, but you can exemplify for your family what God calls them to be, what needs to be within them so they can walk out the truth. And John is writing there, here he's writing to his spiritual children, and he's saying, people are coming to me and saying, you're doing a good job. How wonderful that is. You know, if you see a parent doing a good job encouraging them because it's not easy, single moms, that's not an easy role. Moms that have young kids, that's not easy. They get tired in what they do. Moms, as I said, the soccer moms running their kids around at time and, and sacrificing and all the things that they do. Teenage kids, I don't know if you've noticed this, sometimes teenagers think that you, you're mean, right? They're gonna realize in a few years, they'll understand maybe when they have kids and they'll say, oh, that's why I couldn't go to that place. Oh, that's why I couldn't stay out to whenever. That's why. I mean, they'll know one day, but they may not know today. And they, they may get angry at you and they may say some things, but listen, you stick by the truth, right? You live out the truth. You hold on, be gracious and work as a team, but stand by what is right. Thanks, Dad, for all you do. Thanks, Mom, for living out these principles. And then he says in verse four, I have no greater joy than to hear that my children walk in truth. No greater joy. John doesn't say, you know, my goal in life is to get rich, but often it looks like our priorities are in our work. We've got to check off the boxes to get to the next point in our job. We have the responsibility. Maybe we'll move our, our family and we'll work the over, over time and the extra work we have to do. We're dedicated and we're so, uh, putting so much energy into that. We get home and we have no energy for that which is most important. He said there's no greater joy. It's not about money. It's not about position. It's not about our popularity. It's not about how many friends we have on social media, but it's about our children walking in truth, having integrity, living it out in their daily life, that they carry that to the next generation. My mom did something that I just couldn't stand as a teenager. See, I would go out at night, and I knew when I came home, mom was going to be awake why is she doing laundry? I had to be home at uh, you know, a certain point. Why is she doing laundry right when I got home? Why did she have to always stay awake? Well, it did keep me from doing certain things. I was out and I was like, hmm, you know what? I'm going to see mom uh, before too long. And she's going to look me in the eye and she's going to look at the color of my eyes and she's going to know uh, generally what I'm doing and where I've been. It kept me from a whole lot of things. Do you know why? Because she wanted her son to walk in truth. There's no greater joy. What season are you in? The highest highs are in our parenting and often the lowest lows can be in our parenting. But remain steadfast, remain prayerful, and live out that legacy in our own life. Let me just throw out a, a couple ideas as we close here, some things we can do. Number one, pray for your family. Not just a prayer over a meal or a good night uh, prayer, but some extended time where we are praying for our kids, our grandkids, that legacy. 
Where are they? If they're a preschooler, pray that they're going to have the right kind of friends as they get older, that they're going to date the right people, that they're going to marry the right people, that they're going to be godly parents and live that out in their own life as well. Pray for them. If they're teenagers, pray uh, uh, that God will give you patience during those uh, difficult times in your life. If you're stressed out, pray for them that God would guide them and that God would change you maybe even more than he would change them. Provide a godly example in their life. Make sure that you're living that out. Make sure you have good communication, especially moms and dads. Make sure you have mutual goals and guidance in life, and it's only gonna happen as you communicate and as you commit to each other. That commitment in your marriage is a key example of what your kids need to see. These families came forward today, dedicating themselves to God, dedicating themselves to each other, and dedicating themselves to the next generation to have that legacy. And then the last is praying for our kids' salvation. Praying that they would know Jesus Christ. One of the main things I do when I make a hospital visit uh, when a child is born, I pray over that family. I pray that they would know that Jesus loves them and I pray that they would understand the holiness of God as they get older. You see, God is holy and he can't allow our sin into heaven. And our good works can't get us to heaven. Being a part of a church, getting baptized doesn't get us to heaven. A preacher, a priest, or a rabbi can't get anybody to heaven. It's not the name of the church that can get you to heaven. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. He's the only way to get to heaven. It is our trust and confidence in him, not by our own works, but only through the work of Jesus Christ. As he died and was buried and resurrected, we've got to uh, pray that our children, and maybe you have grandchildren that don't know Jesus. Maybe you have parents or, uh, that don't know Jesus. Maybe you have children that don't know Jesus. That needs to be the supreme prayer upon our hearts and lives, that they will spend eternity with Jesus Christ. Today, we honor your family. Thank God for family, this incredible idea of God. Moms, we honor you. Thank you for being there for your children. We don't show the appreciation often the way we need to, but thank God for moms. Thank God for the grandparents in our life. Thank God for the people that come alongside and minister to our kids. They may not be physical blood, but they're spiritual family, and they minister to us, and they minister to our kids, and they encourage. Let me say, we've had four kids uh, that grew up in this church, and thank you for being a church that's loved our kids. Thank you for loving us as we've sought to bring them up. Paul and I aren't perfect, our kids haven't been perfect, but you have loved our kids in an incredible way and thank you for being a church that has done that. Thank God for the people that fill those voids in our life and most of all today, we want to honor Jesus Christ. Jesus is the reason we gather today. He's the one that makes a difference in our life, in our family, and in this community. He's the only one that can change the world around us. So could we just pray, and as we conclude, just thank the Lord. Thank him for salvation. As we sang a few minutes ago, lifting our hands and asking for God's mercy to fall, thank him for his mercy and grace, the forgiveness of sins. Thank him for breaking the patterns of our past and giving us new life and hope. And friend, if you're here today and you can't thank him for salvation, you don't know for sure that when you die that you'll go to heaven. 
in the quietness of your heart, ask yourself, do I know that when I die, that I'll spend eternity with Jesus? Not I hope so, I want to, I'd like to. The Bible says you can know for sure, and it comes by believing on the name of Jesus. There's never been that time where you've called upon Christ. You admit your sin, believe in the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus, and by faith just simply call upon his name. Something like this, dear Jesus, I know that I'm a sinner and I believe you died for me. Right now I ask you to come into my life. Forgive my sins and take me to heaven when I die. Dear Jesus, thank you for salvation. Thank you for making a difference in our life. Thank you for legacy. Those that have gone before us in our heritage and as we look ahead to the next generation, God, may we pour into those that are around us. In Jesus' name.